Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Jamie and Marcus here. And welcome to Test of Time. Love, passion, and hustle in the restaurant business. Yeah. So today's episode number 26. Oh, I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. It is the middle of the summer for us here at the restaurant. We are rocking and rolling and busy, busy. busy. <laughs> very, very busy. Yes. And so um, I want to talk today about one of the biggest mistakes that we ever made oh boy i don't know what it is the biggest mistake the biggest mistake i think there's lots of mistakes so this is going to be interesting that there's a biggest mistake biggest mistake it ended up working out okay but when other restaurants make this mistake it doesn't turn out that well and it's a shame yes okay you know where i'm going nope <laughs> so some more hints here <laughs> when you and i first opened in 2003 in 2003 we signed the lease in December. Mm -hmm. We were open by New Year's. Oh, I know what you're going. Oh, you're open going by New Year's. Um, once we got open and we thought we were getting some cash flow in, mm -hmm. we then applied for our liquor license. Yeah. Our full liquor license. Uh, so our restaurant where we're at previously had a license there for 40 years. Two separate owners. But they turned in the license, right? I well, think don't, 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 don't give no. the, all that up yet. Okay. So we applied for the license. Yes. And what happened? We only got granted. Oh, well, actually, we could not get a liquor license, right? Is that where you want me to go with this? We, I'm not sure where you want me to go. So tell the story how it unfolded. Sure. So we applied for a liquor license. We found out that we could not get a liquor license because there was a church less than, what is it, 300 feet? Door 250. 250. But remember, they first gave us the full liquor license? So the, they showed up. We got our license. They showed up with alcohol, right? Remember? The vendors were coming. Wine. Yeah. I think it was just wine. Wine and beer. Wine and beer. We ordered from Eber Brothers. I think it was just, they, they granted us just our wine and beer license to begin with, right? Full liquor license. Full. Okay. Full. But they revoked it within 24 hours within of 20, issuing it. Yes. And we had already placed orders for hard alcohol that we had to turn away. Yes. So they then gave us just wine and beer license, right? So that we at least could have wine and beer. But the reason that we couldn't get a full liquor license was because of the church across the street. So I'm not really sure how it worked back then. I believe that um, you have to, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same now. Every state's you different. Have to put, you have to put um, a notice in the newspaper. So if anybody has an issue, they can call the liquor authority. You have to send letters, right? To Every state's different. We're in New York. So anyway, so it got, we got it, and then it was revoked really quickly from us. So, yes, because um, the church across the street, there's a church within 250 feet door to door of us. Right. Another business owner in town complained to the liquor authority. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what have really happened. The previous owners had a license for yes. 30, 40 years. It was it was a bar. It was a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, the previous owners let the license expire. Instead of letting the license expire, they, instead of letting it expire, they forfeited the license the they day they closed. They turned it back in. Right? Now, by law, you have to do that in New York. You have to turn it back Before, in. you could close your restaurant. And let the Keep license, license and let right? the license run its course, and then somebody else can just grab onto exactly. it and hold onto it and and take your license. You do a transfer, right? But now you can't do that. Now right? you can't do that. So do that. the person who did our legal work for us for the liquor license had done the other liquor license. So he went into his folder mm -hmm. and said, "Oh, we got plenty of time. This, this, and this." And you know, re 
not knowing that his previous clients forfeited it when they closed. 250 feet is a church. They don't want you within 250 feet serving full alcohol. They hand us the license and say, we made a mistake. Hand it back. So we got our full wine. We get wine we and get beer. Wine and beer. We get so wine and beer. Just gave us wine and beer license. Thank so. goodness. Because alcohol, people don't understand in this business that are just starting this business. They've never been in the industry that, that much. Alcohol is where you make your bread and that's your bread and butter. That's where you make your, your money from when you sell a bottle or a glass or a mixed drink, that's where you're making your money. Yeah. There's Um, no labor, very little labor, very little labor. One bartender can run a whole dining room with drinks and everything compared to three or four people in the kitchen, plus a dishwasher prepping food all day. And you're in there's it's almost the same margins, right? And you have far, far, far less right. employees. So our phones are always ringing, they're always connected. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we were like, okay, we just accept the cards that we were dealt. Now, some restaurants aren't that lucky and they can't get anything because they have a felony, there's issues they've had in their past. Um, the church is closer than 250 feet. It's 50 feet, whatever it is. Um, there's already liquor licenses in the community, whatever it is. There's some people just aren't that lucky. So you want to tell the story of what happened next? So we ended up, we had a party here. I think it was a political party of some yeah. sort or, or gathering. It was a BNI, a, a, Business Network International. Is that what it was? BNI. And um, somebody went to order a mixed drink, right? And we didn't have it. And we said, we only have a wine and beer license. So I believe somebody there contacted um, a state assemblyman. Yep, Carlo, the magician. Okay. Carlo, the magician, was like, I will contact Kevin Cahill. And I'm like, Kevin Cahill can't do anything. The law is the law. So the anyway, law is the law. He, he did anyway. Anyway, he contacted him. Um, Kevin, contact, office. I think they contacted us. And um, we ended up getting a bill um, actually written for us, put in the assembly, up on the board. We were the third um, third restaurant, right, in New York State that was granted um, a full liquor license um, because they passed it um, on the assembly Slight floor. Specific legislation. Slight. So the state, the Senate, and the assembly had yes, to go through both thousands. Yes. Basically, Kevin Cahill calls the liquor authority and they go, Kevin, you can't do anything for Marcus. Unless change the law. Right. And he was like, okay. And it had been done a couple of times. The main flower in New York City. I think a place in Rochester. So basically, Kevin and now Bonasek had to put in two bills, site-specific legislation saying that 165 Canal Street has its own law in the books saying that it does not need 200 feet, 50 feet from a church. It can have its own liquor license. Granted, the church was okay. Everybody was okay with it. And they passed it. Um, New York City voted no because they vote no for anything upstate, but it was pretty much almost unanimous right. for every state assemblyman and senator to say, Marcus and Jamie deserve this in their small little town that they're trying to revive. revive revitalize, yes. And I think that that was the biggest thing was Ellenville needed, our small little town needed revitalization, and we were the ones who stepped in, and we were the ones who were going to start that, start that. Um, and we did. And, you know, it's- we had the support of the mayor. Yeah. We had the support of all the local politicians. Mm-hmm. We had the support of the community. And it all just helped. Yep. So, but now the bottom line is. So the, the biggest thing, you do not want to open your restaurant 
without a wine, beer, or liquor license, right? I mean, that is the in hand first. In hand, in hand first. Um, you know, because still to this day, we still have people that call and say, do you have a liquor license? Do you have wine and beer and spirits? And yeah, this is one of the things people don't understand. Don't, our first four months. We only had wine and beer. In our first four months, we didn't have anything. Nothing, nothing. And then we had our wine and beer license. Yeah, that's But right. people remember those first four months from 20 years ago. They'll, they'll, we'll get a phone call at least once a year right now. 10 years ago was several times. Did you ever get your liquor license? Did you, did you ever get your wine license? We've been here 20 years. So it's funny that, yeah. That's that what they remember. That's what they remember, yeah. So the bottom line is here, if you're opening up a restaurant, you do not open the restaurant until you have your liquor license in hand because anything can happen. Doesn't matter if there's a liquor license there 40 years prior to on the other owners. Doesn't None of that matters. What matters is if you can get your own liquor license now. And make sure you find somebody that will help you do it properly. Don't do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. Do it properly because it could take months and months and it could take a year. I mean, if you try to do it yourself, you might miss one little piece in your application, depending upon your state and how it works. But make sure you have somebody helping you who knows the system, knows the application, knows all that stuff. Um, you know, sometimes it just pays to pay somebody to help you do it right. Um, you, you'll make more money in the long run. Yeah. So. The liquor. liquor the liquor person we use does our legal stuff. Like when you get a new license room, he lists, sends you a list of 20 things, 15 things, whatever it is. Everything's in bullet points. And you cannot meet with them unless you have all those in ready to go. And then you meet with them. He puts it in and puts the application in. As opposed to meeting with them and saying, oh, we need five more things. Go back. We'll meet next month. Right. No, you do it all up front. All you do it all up. So in New York, if you miss one of those things, New York State makes you start the process over again. And it's already three or four months to get a license to begin with. So they have to start the process. If you miss something else, you could be a year in and not open. And you could ruin your business. You could lose your business. Um, so let me understand what's very important about the lease, your lease in the place. Your lease should be contingent upon like a liquor license. Yes. If you get denied a liquor license, your lease should be null and void with the landlord. Now, if you're not going to find a landlord that's willing to do that, then um, then you could be out of a lot of money. And they want you to sign personal guarantees mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. You need to make sure that you can get that license first before you open, before you start paying rent and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because it's, I, I don't know what we would have ever done. We, if we did, what would have happened if we just stayed wine and beer? Um, it would have been a little more, it would have been a little harder. Um, I think people would have been, you know, there, there's, you know, places that we've gone to that only have wine and beer and, um, we go with people who are, are drinkers, right. And they want to drink liquor. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that it hurts you in the long run. So wine, beer, and liquor, really important to have your whole full license, I think. Yeah, I think, total, total, I, you, don't, you don't need a massive bar like we have. We're overkilling our bar. But we had a table last night. Oh, there's old Italian guys, couples, and they had ordered some really nice wine, but they wanted scotch too. Mm -hmm. They ordered two beautiful scotches. And then they wanted Amaro at the end. So I ended yeah. up, you weren't here, and I ended uh -huh. up giving them Amaro. Okay. So they they were from top to bottom, you know. They right. went uh, the whole gamut, you know. So Six Top got two scotches that were twenty bucks more. They got Amaros, which are twelve or fifteen more. Right. They spent an extra hundred dollars. And they're already in the seats, right? Yeah, they're already there. So. And you don't need you don't need twenty Amaros or five Amaros. You need one Amaro. You need five scotches. Mm -hmm. You need three bourbons. You need two vodkas. Yeah. You don't need 
this plethora of stuff to be able to capitalize in on the on the sales and the revenue of it. Now, are you now the uniqueness of us is we do capitalize on our massive selections because people know about it and they come in here to get educated and try things new. And that's a whole different realm. And you don't need to go down that path. You just need to have the products. I think every single restaurant that we've consulted that has never had a license. And I find the ones that don't have a license are the ones who don't have experience in the industry. These are people that are good home cooks or they, they've cooked a long time ago here or there. They want to open a restaurant as a so-called hobby or something. And they don't understand the importance of, of the revenue and the register versus the alcohol. I think yeah. every restaurant we've consulted with has thanked us immensely for getting a full liquor license. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, they're very yeah. thankful. So, so listen, get your full liquor license. Um, know the laws, too, of your state. Uh, know, find somebody to help you so you know it properly. Um, yeah, for example... In New York State, we're not allowed to go to a liquor store. liquor store and buy product. We're not allowed to really have BYOB either, the way the law is written. Um, so basically, the way the law is written here in New York is, if it's in our building, the liquor, it has to be bought from a licensed distributor. Not from your friend, not from a liquor store, not from a different state. Right. Right. Not from, because it's very tempting here in New York for restaurateurs across the border going to Jersey, because you can buy... Jack Dan, whatever you want to buy in New Jersey, they don't pay the taxes. Yeah, we do. but I think it's I think the prices have gone up. I don't I don't all the prices. Think, have yeah, gone up. I don't think it's Gas as cheap as it used to be. So. But they have less taxes. Yeah. And you look at the prices of like Jack Daniels, like I can go into Bottle King in Jersey, in Jersey and buy and it pay for cheaper, cheaper than, than the distributors. Distributor, yeah. <laughs> and a yeah. lot of restaurateurs are caught up in that and they'll go stock up. And it's tempting. It's tempting in the beginning because we were like, oh, man, but we heard a story of a guy went to Massachusetts and did that. And the liquor authority would run plates of out-of-state people that were pulling in and buying. And they matched a guy up one time to owning a, a restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then went and checked his inventory and didn't find invoices. And he got in trouble. Right? You're sitting on the border of Massachusetts and Pennsylvania. You have a liquor store. The liquor authority would they monitor plates and run run plates to see who's buying and bringing back into New York, right? Wow, you want to see, right? Yeah, losing tax dollars. Okay, yeah, I heard that story a long time ago. Interesting. Yeah, so don't mess with the liquor authority. Yeah, and use it as revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, would you agree that's the biggest mistake we made? I think that was one of our biggest mistakes. It worked yeah. out okay. It worked out good for us. But imagine, imagine if we couldn't even get a wine and beer license. Yeah, it would have been a, a big problem. Because I know people that can't get anything. Yeah, there's there's some people out there that can't get anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that was probably one of the biggest things that we did that um, helped us grow um, and, you know, having our license, our liquor license um, grow. I mean, where we are today is immense. So, yeah. 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 I would agree with you. Yeah. All right. All right. This is Jamie and Marcus. Episode number 24. Test of time. Test of time. Super important. Don't open till you get your license. Don't have don't start paying rent till you get your license your lease payment and if you can't get your license make sure that lease is null and void i would contact a lease negotiator people specialize in leases that will represent you and believe me for the few thousand dollars it costs it's well what they know exactly what they're doing and if you have no experience in that you'll you'll save that money back very easily. Yeah. I even know lease negotiators that have gone into places after the restaurant's been there 10 years and renegotiated the lease because business, the economy, whatever. 
bottom line is landlords don't want an empty empty building no they don't so all right all right test of time episode number 24 for more great tips on how to run a restaurant where can they go to restaurantgrowthsecrets.com right university university sorry or 50 mistakes uh restaurants makes five oh mistakes.com.com all right that's it everybody have a great day